let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Exodus 29. Hey, Exodus 29. day 21. The day 21. Day 21. Day 21, man. Yo, We're moving right along. Yeah. So they say that it takes 21 days to form a habit. So shout out to all the people who didn't have to spend this past week catching up because you didn't fall behind. Shout out to hey. all the people that, yeah, started to form the habit. Day 21. We're moving right through. All right. Yep. Exodus 29. Yep. Exodus 29. So Exodus 29 comes right out of Exodus 28. Exodus 28 was talking about the priests and it went into like super detail, bro, right. about how, you know, they were supposed to wear all of these things, this robe, right. the turban, and yep. all these things, the ephod, all these things. Yeah. And now God is like, all right, that was what you need to wear outwardly, but you guys really do need to be holy, right, right. to come in my presence. Yeah. And that's the theme throughout Exodus. Remember Moses comes to the bush and he's like, take your sandals off, bro. It's right. holy ground. <laughs> right. So- you know, like the, the priests need to be holy as well. Right. Um, and so that's why God is saying all this weird stuff like, all right, put blood on your ear, put blood on your thumb. And it's yeah. just like, seems kind of weird, but God is getting it. No, no, no. I'm a holy, righteous, and perfect God. Right. And to even come in my presence, you have to be holy as well. Right. That's why the blood has to cover them. Right. And so God even makes the, the thing here, the, the point that he's trying to make. He's like, yo, I brought y'all out so that I could dwell among y'all. He says that at the end of 29. So right. I could be with you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like that's one of the centers of the Bible, like God's relational presence, bro. Yeah. Like God wants to be relationally present with his people, and we see that all throughout the scriptures, Yeah, and ultimately in Jesus, when he comes down to earth, right? right that is God coming and bringing his presence to us, which is so important for our salvation, redemption, being right with God. Amen. Yep. By faith. That, yeah. That's the so what when you find yourself lost in all of the details of the text and uh, yeah instructions on yeah, how many stones are to be put and all of that stuff. Uh, spend time and don't get lost in that. Don't don't uh, don't get stuck there. Keep moving forward mm -hmm. until you hit the so what. And the so what at the end of twenty nine is God saying, "Yo, I want to be with you. I want to dwell with you. All of this is so that God can make His dwelling place with." Man, it's about God's presence, not just uh, particularities that you're supposed to obey. Yeah, God wanted to be with man so bad that he became man. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. So yeah, like the got Jesus, right, coming. Yeah. Feels this passage. Yeah. yeah. Exodus 31, again, you see it there, right? God is filling people with his spirit to do these artistic works, right? Artistry mm. is something special and important to God. Let's not underestimate um, its role yeah, in creation and in God's plan. And then in Exodus 31, 12, uh, God is going to once again command his people to rest. And I want you to hear this. Here's why rest is important and the Sabbath keeps coming over and over and over. And we're going to touch on it some in Leviticus as well. But rest is this. Rest is uh, resistance to the notion that we are the ones that keep ourselves alive by our hard work. So when mm. we rest and when we stop from our work, it forces us to say, wait a minute, I'm not working at all. And yet I'm breathing, I'm eating, I'm living. My existence is not owed to how hard I work. My existence is because of how hard God has worked. And that leads us to praise and to reflect and to worship. Yep. Absolutely. And yep. then Exodus 32, bro. Like, That's it. 
this is Ooh, the, this, so this the chapter right right this is the chapter it's so good <laughs> yeah. oh man it's so much in exodus 32 and it's a famous very famous passage yeah right and so moses isn't around right yep. the people of god are like yo what moses at? he's tripping why is he taking so long they're impatient how much of our sin right. comes from just being impatient, impatient with god yep. you know like man and so aaron is like all right well Make idols. Now, Aaron is a priest. Right. God just went through all of this talk in 28 and 29 about how the priests were to be holy. So we have a leader yep. in the church or in, with the people of God. This church is not there technically yet. Right. But like with the people of God who leads them to make a golden calf. Right. Right. Idols. So, yep. They had been enslaved. They had been enslaved 400 years, fam. Yes. And God saved them, parted the Red Sea, destroyed oh. the strongest army at the time without them lifting a finger. And it's 40 days, yeah. 40 days later. <laughs> 40. They just seen the Red Sea. Man, I was blown away when I read this, bro. Right. I said, I said, this is so real. Right. Uh, this is how we do. We've just experienced the goodness of God. We've just had this, we just got saved. And then we mess it up. That's what I'm saying. Y'all got out in March, fam. It's not even June and y'all are making golden cash. Already. Right. And so, you know, one of the things, man, that was crazy is that, man, like from the beginning of time, like I think it was Calvin who said, like, man's heart is a factory of idols. We create things, guys, that we worship, right? Mm. That are not God, right? right. And it's so, it, and it's our hearts crave these pseudo these fake saviors, right? You know right, what I'm right. saying. And so, um, you know, look, the God gets angry. God, yeah. God gets angry. His wrath comes, and it's like he's like, man, you know, that was the first commandment that he gave them: have no other gods before me. And then it's don't make an image. So they broke the first two commandments, right? Right. And that's like from there, guys. Like that's where we break the rest of them, right? right. It usually comes from putting something or someone else yeah. in God's seat on yeah. his throne, but it's only fit for Yahweh. Right. Yep. And then in verse seven, right, God's going to say this to Moses, right? God's going to get a little spicy. God's going to be like, Moses, go and get, and the word that, that he's going to use is this, Moses, go get your people, right? So <laughs> it's like when my daughter starts to act up, I say to Chandra, I'm like, hey, Chandra, Go and get your daughter, right? right. When she acts like that, Able. she's yeah, she's your daughter. <laughs> and God's saying, yo, Moses, when they act like that, they're your people, right? Go and get them. And what you have is this God is ready to destroy them. Mm. And Moses steps up. And do you know what he does? He intercedes. Yeah. And he says, yo, God, I know your people did wrong. Don't destroy them. And look at what he brings up, right? He doesn't bring up them as a reason why God shouldn't destroy them. He brings up God as a reason why God shouldn't destroy them, right? Amen. He's saying, God, you saved folks. God, your name is great. And if you save these folks and then take them out to destroy them, then look, what are the rest of the people going to say or think about you? And so yeah. Moses says this. To God, God, listen, your glory is at stake, or your glory as seen in the men or as seen in the eyes of men is at stake by the way you treat your sinful people 
that come out. And it's not like God's like, dang, you're right. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> forgot. But it's yeah. God, like, using all of this to help Moses see that. And, yeah, yeah God shows once again, this is his motivation, this is his passion. God's passion is for his glory. And so God's like, all right, Moses, yeah, yo, I'm going to chill. Yeah. And I think the thing that's so crazy is that in verse 13, he says, no, no, no. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, mm. and Israel. Right. Could have said Jacob. You swore to them right. by yourself and declare, I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky. Really good because Moses is so, it was perfect for Moses because he says, yo, you made a covenant with Abraham that was right. unconditional. Right, right. You made a promise to Abraham. It was, it was unconditional. It was nothing that we had to do to get it. Right. right. You made unconditional promises on the front end. Mm. Right. Remember that, God. Yeah. Like, right. And so I don't think, like you said, God, he ain't convinced God, right? <laughs> right. God knew what he was going to do, but the text is trying to show us yeah, right, that right. God's promises are unconditional. Unconditional. Right? And so at the end of the chapter, though, God, you know, he's faithful to his promises. Right. And 3,000 people mm -hmm. die. Yep. And I think, man, with the text is trying to show us, like, yo, God does not play. Yeah. Does not play the radio. He is fierce. <laughs> right. However... You know, there were some who survived, right? And, and those 3,000 people fell in the wilderness, the Bible will tell us, because of unbelief. Right. Like Hebrews yeah. will say they fell because of unbelief. Mm. But the beautiful thing is that, man, God was kind to save any when he was obligated to save none. Mm. That's You know good. what I'm saying? That's good. He was, he was kind to save any, bro, but yeah. he didn't have to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing with us, bro. Yeah, like, man. as Christians, um, we realize the kindness of God when, he, when we realize he doesn't owe us. I think. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. Exodus 32 ends with Moses asking for forgiveness, but he doesn't throw his people under the bus the way Aaron did. Um, Moses so closely identifies with his people that he says, it's, all right, God, forgive them. But if you won't forgive them, then even though I ain't bowed down to no calf like them, I'm that's willing good. to be cut off. So. I'm willing to take part in the punishment for their sin. That's how closely I identify with them. And mm -hmm. what God does is God doesn't take Moses up on his offer because God says, um, I've got another plan for another mediator who yeah. will pay the price of the people's sin in full and people will get to enjoy my presence with them and jesus comes and we don't have to choose he pays for our sin in full and he raises from the dead to new life to bring all of us who have strayed from god back into relationship with him yeah. and that's the beauty of the gospel being uh resting on the back of god's faithfulness and not ours. Awesome.